was packed on TV. Oh shit, looks like John Wick, Bill and Ted, just Ted, Neo from the Matrix, who's that? Keanu Reeves. Hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 5, Episode 10, John Wick. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. I'm your co-host, Jace. I, I, I was oh. caught off guard. No no, uh, uh, no voices today? Just straight down the middle? Well, I was, yeah, I was caught yeah. off guard because you yeah. said co-host. Do you I always say co-host. co-host. He always yeah, says always co-host say because after we had the host debacle, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and now I honestly, I don't even know <laughs> if I, I should give a shit. You could be the host if you wanted to. Ryan? Or me, you. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Hosting. And you guys are co I, I, I want to make no. a joke that I'm hosting. I don't. I don't know how. No, no, we, the three of us, are hosts. We, are, if, and we yes. all split it three ways. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, the so, why, 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 why the co? Why the well, co? Because they do that on the. Multiple. It's always sunny podcast. Yeah. Like Glenn. Yeah. Is the host, and I don't understand it. And well, the three well, of us are hosts. Personality, Denali, Denali. We didn't go into this saying Denali was okay. going to be. The one who deleted the all the bits and all the discussion, but I that's just, just the way it happened. Nobody does, and it, it works for me. I like that. Yeah. It's, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad we had. Yeah, and I think I think maybe every uh, couple episodes we should just uh, have a huddle and just just discuss uh, on the, the structure you know, on the structure on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're we're all we're all fine with with co-host. So it doesn't get oh yeah. Guys. I think all co-host <laughs> or all host is okay. Okay, all I think ho- that'll I think confuse people. If I say I'm the host, Denali. And then you come in and say, I'm the host, Ryan. They're like, no, well, what I'm the, the fuck? Host. You're, yeah, and then we, we do a shtick every time. I, yeah, as long as I can say, emphasize it like that. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I worry that'll get dry after. I mean, we're 50, we're, we're 50 some odd episodes in. And we try to, we try to yeah. change the shtick every intro. You know, we got yeah, to keep it. we try to keep it fresh for you. Uh, we should shout out our, our repeat listeners more often. Because, like, you know, there's, there's people out there doing boots on the ground work for the Good Boys Gone Bland. Yeah, when they start leaving reviews yeah. like we've asked them to 50 times, then I'll start shouting them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be aggressive yeah. with Yeah, we can we can uh I I would I like to read the reviews. We read will the... read your reviews if you leave a review. And we need yeah. to not say that at the end of the episode after they turn us yeah. off. You need we need We're to say saying it right now. now. <laughs> you want to hear about John Wick? There's some people who've ch- listened to all 52 episodes and have been like, "Oh, uh, actually, it's <laughs> a good idea. I didn't know I could do that." Yeah, I know. I and I, listen. I see you going for that fast forward button right now to get to the John Wick content. Well, guess what? It's going to be about another hour of this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> jokes on you. We didn't talk about John Wick at all. Yeah, we're releasing our John Wick episode uh, tomorrow. Actually, this is all going to be about how you don't leave us a review. That means they would have. Oh, that's confusing huh, the ta- because the, yeah, tomorrow time. in our yeah. time is different than the listeners' time. I'm actually not free tomorrow either, so like that's gonna be an issue too. So <laughs> yeah, agreed. We should. Are you guys free Tuesday or? Um, <clears throat> Elden Ring is taking up a lot of my yeah. time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Is that a good game? I think there's a festival on Animal Crossing on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> leave us a review, guys. <laughs> that'd be I'd be so psyched if you did. Uh, but I mean, also. People have been shouting us out on Instagram. I realized I want to address this at the top of our of our podcast because our Instagram has like this weird error where we don't get a notification sometimes if someone shouts us out. I try to repost stories whenever I can, and then sometimes it, it like doesn't it doesn't tell us. And uh, if if you haven't gotten shouted out, and and you shouted us out, 
it's not our fault. It's it's Instagram's fault. I looked it up, and they say just some accounts are like that. So I'm mm. sorry. Feel free to DM us. You can be like, hey, I shouted you guys out on my story. You guys never said anything. We've and, been getting uh, shout-outs? Yeah. And I, because uh, Brent shouted us out on Instagram. Yeah. Shout-out to Brent. Thanks, Brent. He's a day one supporter. Oh, and since uh, all the time. Gets yeah. mad when the episodes aren't posted. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of fan we want. That's uh, Brent's at the top of the pyramid. And uh, I didn't get a notification. And I, I believe Yuri shouted us out before. And I didn't get a notification. So if this if this is continuing to happen, sometimes I get them. Just shoot us a DM, shoot us your grievance, email us, and we'll give you an apology shout out. Yeah. If so you're Brent, not, this, is, this is our apology shout out. Yeah. Apology. What you want? If you're not following it up with fanfic. Yeah. To the Gmail, I know. Then you owe us an apology if yeah. you don't write the fanfic. And and that's what's up. We haven't gotten a lot guys, of fanfics. We're gonna yeah. yeah, we're gonna really, really regret it one day mm-hmm. when someone writes us fanfic and then puts us yeah. on blast for not reading it on air. What? I would love to I would love How about this? Fanfics, write yeah. fanfic and we will read it on, on air. That's that's the GBG's promise. Ooh. Okay. So yeah. three of us right now, we can swear we'll read it verbatim on air. Yes. No matter yeah. we what might have to vitriolic. Bleep. We will bleep. <laughs> yeah. We, we will might bleep. Have to bleep. That, we will say the words fine. into the microphone though. And if you pay us on Patreon, we'll give you the unrecorded audio. Yeah, or we that's... might just send it to Ooh. you if you found <laughs> your Gmail account. Um, well, this is our uh, this is our John Wick episode. If you can't uh, tell, yeah, this is this is our John Wick episode. We're in the swan song of Keanu Reeves. Can you believe that, guys? When I finished John Wick, I was like, "We're done with oh, Keanu Reeves movies." Wow, isn't that fucked up? Wait, it was a little less painful than yeah. maybe I predicted, right? Like it wasn't it went for by... me. Yeah. It, it may be like, it has me thinking about, do we want to stick with a 10-movie format? Is he bland yet? The whole the whole premise of this podcast was, yeah. we're going to watch one actor until they turn bland. And for Ben yes. Affleck, we decided that it was 10 movies. <laughs> <laughs> and since mm-hmm. then, I mean, we haven't reevaluated the premise necessarily. Well, I think mm-hmm. we can address this, obviously, in, in say, the podcast as well. But I think the 10 movie sampling is a good way to see if an actor's roles are bland or if, if their performances are bland. So, you know, we said that for Ben Affleck. Definitely at the end, we were like, it's gone bland for us. Uh, McConaughey, I think we said something similar. I think it was even blander. Um, but maybe in our state of the podcast, and even we can address it now, like, I don't think it's gone bland, dog. I, I'm, I'm ready for more Keanu. I'm ready for 20 episodes. Well, okay. So my opinion might be yeah. like, the roles are definitely the same. Yep. <laughs> but Every I don't time. hate them. I don't hate them as much as I hated like the Matthew McConaughey season. Mm-hmm. Is the paradox that the roles themselves are okay, if you'll excuse me, sometimes bland. Keanu's yes. roles, they're not very spicy like McConaughey. McConaughey's throwing a lot of flavor out there. A lot of McConaughey isms. And Keanu's is reserved. Maybe it's like eating a saltine cracker, and you don't really get tired of them. Yeah, but I'll eat a whole box of those <laughs> things. <laughs> I mean, we've like it's it's wild, right, Ryan? Because I mean, we've we've even discussed starting a second spinoff podcast where we uh, we watch thirty movies of uh, of each actor with the three of us. So we'll have Good Boys Gone Bland, and then we'll have Good Boys Gone Really Bland, where the three of us watch thirty per actor. Uh huh. We what, would what need. Guys, I, I, w- yeah. I would need some sort of like okay, external 100. motivation. I would need some sort of like, yeah. right, like, uh, oh, man, mm-hmm. we're going to do this marathon. We're going to, like, do yeah. a whole fundraiser or, like, right. maybe we get a lot more popular in the next <laughs> few years. 
Okay. But like, and they're pining for it. And like, we do a special event where we watch all these movies. Right. Okay. I, I want Good Boys Gone Pie Chart, where each of us has to watch hmm. a third of the movie. Oh, that's interesting. So wait. Uh, so, like, I watch the beginning, and you watch the middle, and, and I then watch it, the yeah, end. and then it rotates. And we come together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jace, I had a very yeah. uh, similar thought where one of us doesn't watch the movie. And what then they one get of to us do? watches yeah. it with uh, no sound on, unmuted. And okay. one of us just <laughs> listens to it. So so is it the, it's the he, see no evil, speak no evil. Yeah. And then so the two, the two people who got in some medium have to explain the plot to the other person. Wow. So this is this is the options, fans. Uh, we're gonna put a poll up on Instagram, and then uh, you know what? Let's, this is our motivator. We can we can have it as like a Patreon exclusive. So we'll have uh, Good Boys Gone Pie Chart, Good Boys Gone Really Bland, and those uh, paid members will get to get access to those. We'll get it. We'll get a dollar every, for every episode. So we have to, oh, man. We have to make yeah. a Patreon for that. That's the bear. That's oh, yeah. That's the hurdle, yeah, isn't too it? Too much. Work. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Yeah. If you guys want to we'll, just, we'll um, put it on our MySpace. Ooh. There we go. Put it on MySpace. Because we release these GBGB podcasts for free. People are just gobbling these up. I think so, we're supposed to reach out to companies and try to yeah. get ads. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that just We're happens. supposed to reach out to them? Um, well, I also don't think we have the type of content that uh, yeah. at this state and time that, yeah, you know, like... I'm always shouting out Jewel on our fucking podcast, dude. I'm, I'm, are you, you're telling me they're not picking up on that SEO and they're not going to hit us up? Honestly, I think we just click a button and then the podcast apps will play ads at the beginning and in the middle of our uh, episodes. Oh, is that actually? I, I kind of thought we were like a street performer thing, you know, where we like kind of like do magic and then people just kind of drop dollars our way, and then Tide, you know, sponsors us, and then we just kind of, you know, we kind of make money like that. This is a good podcast, guys. Look, can you believe we're not getting paid? I I I can't, I can't believe fucking it. believe this. Yeah, I still think that I'm like lobster <laughs> cane is the best thing to come out of this podcast. Well, that so so so, yeah. so that's the other thing is like I legit think that some of our ideas right. are better than a lot of the B movies and Z movies that get made, right? And like yeah. think about Sharknado and stuff. We have a better premise and already have thought of more sequels and better sequels mm-hmm. than Shar- the Sharknado movies. And it's already there's already been a precedent for seafood or like, you know, sea creature natural disaster movies. <laughs> well, um, you know, I always get blocked at downloading a script writing software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the wall is for me. It's just like making a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can predictive text an entire script for Lobster Cane. I'll do it right now. Okay, so I'll, let's just let's just start with a prompt real quick. I'm Cold say, night, clammy, there, there's a, there's horny. a lobster hurricane headed for Boston Harbor. Whoa, Florida. Cold night is good, LOL. <laughs> I was like crazy, but man, LOL, yeah. Man, I don't think I'm going on a trip to my place like that. And that is our first script. Opening, opening That's actually, credits. that sounds like a surfer, bro. Yeah, that's kind of how I text now. Man, I, guess people know, I don't think like, I'm just going to my place like that. <laughs> this is what happens uh, when we don't have a have a have a bit in our intro because normally we do voices and we have we have a game and now we're we're just we're free we're freewheeling we're like three yeah, jazz we had, musicians. We had too many games. You had too many games. Now we got to get back to our roots. This is what podcasters do. We just yeah. We just we shoot the shit. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. We're we're watching we're watching Keanu movie. This is the end of the Keanu season. Um, I'm sad that it's going. 
Uh, but this is his foray into like a genre that I actually had on my list of pitches for a state of the podcast one day. I, I'm not going to do it tomorrow or the, our next episode, but it's a uh, dad core aging actor movies. Kind of like uh, Taken with Liam Neeson, The Equalizer with Denzel. Yeah, Die uh, Hard 5. Die Hard 5, Mandy with Nick Cage, Last Stand, Expendables. Like, this is his, like, I'm 50, I have had a long career, like, it's time for me to revitalize it with a crazy, violent, revenge fucking action movie. Yes. And, yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, this, when it, when it came out, like, I, I don't know... Did you guys see it when 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 it came out in 2014? Did we not see no. it in theaters together? I think we rented it in, together. I remember seeing it in the it dorm. It came out together. in 2014? Yeah, oh. it was it was a while ago. We wouldn't have. Oh, this is to me this is like a this is like a 2017 movie. Yeah. I mean, they're still releasing sequels. I think 5 is in production right now, which well, is Well, that's crazy, crazy to me because yeah. like I thought this was a lot more recent than that. This was just after 47 Ronin. What? Um, yeah, kind of I remember amazing. That was a good This what? was what? <laughs> what? Save it for the soundboard. Um, but like I remember conversations on on Reddit and even amongst friends, like after Forty Seven Ronin came out, the Man of Tai Chi, they both didn't do that super super well. Um, like Keanu was on like kind of a downswing. People were like, "Oh man, he hasn't had a hit in a while." Like Keanu Reeves, usually when he's in a movie now, it's probably not going to be good. Like it was it was unfortunate to have those you know conversations at the time. But then in comes John Wick out of fucking nowhere. And an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. I'm talking just from like a public perception standpoint. You know, we can get into our reviews, but yeah, it well, was huge. We're not talking huge budget movie here, and I think it's no, heavily, it? heavily influenced 20, by Drive. 30? 2011's Drive. Yeah, like it's it's post Drive. Um, wait, what was the budget on this, uh, Jason? You say uh, twenty to thirty million dollars? Twenty thirty mil. We'll that, I think it did. It ended up doing. I remember it's. I seeing it did eighty mil in the box office, which is yeah, pretty that's dang why good. Them. That's why they're making them. Pretty we dang can pull good. 80 mil. Us we three, pull we'll play eighty mil, no problem. This episode can, alone, yeah, thirty mil. This episode had a budget of twelve dollars because I think we all rented John Wick. We all rented uh, John Wick this, this past week. And if we actually <laughs> yeah. like depreciate our microphones and webcams over yeah. like a schedule, you know, I think that's probably mm. like two bucks. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, if, if we make, like, $10, it's a huge return. Um, but, like, <laughs> I saw, I, I looked up John Wick, like, opening weekend. It's October 24th, 2014. This debuted at number two. It made 14 mil in, in one weekend. Beat out just by Ouija, which opened that weekend as well. Oh, really? Ouija? Ouija? Yeah, fucking, like. More like Wedgie. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, nerd. Oh, shit. What if John Wick killed somebody by giving him a Wedgie? That's in John Wick 5. Oh, he, uh, yeah. <laughs> He, he killed a man. He killed three men with, with his underwear. He wedgies them with his underwear. Ouija grossed... Okay, get get fucking... Sorry, I don't want to derail us, but Ouija had a, a budget of, of five mil, okay? It grossed $100 million. What? I don't even what know what f- movie this is. I'm going to be entirely honest. Ouija. It's spelled O-U-J-I-A, like the... Uh, or something like that. J- Very yeah. close to that. It's uh, about the board. Yeah. About the Ouija board. Came but it has that a 4.5 on IMDb. Wow. It's a shitter. And it, 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 like, that is a huge return. Is that why they make these terrible horror movies? Like, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, totally. Because everybody goes to see him with their friends. John Wick got second place to this, to this, I'm assuming it's a dumpster, just from the ratings. And that, that movie made, like, 10 times its money back. And then uh, Gone Girl was also uh, playing that weekend on a third week. 
Yeah. Uh, like Annabelle, budget six point five million. Opening weekend, thirty seven million. When you look at like the amount, I mean, I don't know shit about movies, but it looks like John Wick had a lot of work in it in terms of like martial arts and like setting up the fights and shit and like all this stuff. I mean, it it made a return of four of you know four times back. Pretty but solid, that's but that's, not, no- that's, nothing, that's nothing like these horror movies, man. They play a board game and it's scary. We should make Lobster Arcane a horror. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, it is, partially. Was it not an action movie in your guys' the, the first No, the first pitch we did with, with the giant lobster climbing up the stairs and snipping that person's Achilles heel <laughs> well, like her, cemetery her style head, Her head off. Horror. There's one under the bed that cuts her Achilles and then she And she yeah, falls. She and, then, and then the bigger one goes... After, oh, okay. it silences the dog, yeah, and then yeah. it click clacks up the stairs, and then it comes at her and gets her. That's just, I li- I have this that scene. Anytime I think about lobster game, I think about that scene. <laughs> I think of someone uh, yeah. like Ben Affleck eating a lobster roll on some seaside restaurant, and then looking over and seeing dark storm clouds in the distance. Wait, hold on. Did we think of lobster cane because of the the town episode of Ben Affleck? Yeah. Was that what it what it came for? It was I think that so. long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was that's of course because we were talking about lobsters for like half yeah. that. Episode. And then he looks over and there's a tank full of lobsters like behind the deli counter and it yeah. starts rumbling. The inception of I, it might have been before that because I believe the inception the uh, the name came before the episode. Uh, if, if there are any dedicated yeah. super fans, GBGB mm-hmm. super fans out there, and you want to yeah. set the record straight, please. Set the record uh, straight. Feel free to watch the entirety of the Ben Affleck season. It's not on YouTube yet. You have to listen to it. Feel free to listen to the entirety of the Ben Affleck season. Yeah, listen to it. Or don't. I mean, the audio, you know. Oh, yeah, really don't. I mean, the audio is terrible. Oh, God. (laughs) The content's good. Look how far we've come. Uh, John Wick 2, we're in in, a $40 million budget, 171 at the box office. There we go. Okay, that's pretty big. So, so they, they increased it just a little bit, and they're already hitting these big numbers. Have you guys seen the John Wick sequels? I've only seen two. I haven't seen any of them. I've seen two and three. What would you think of the the sequels, Jace? It's been a long time. <laughs> and yeah, they're not I, really movies where like you remember the plot all that much, right? I mean, yeah. what's what's there to It's like, you know, guy's ticked off, and he wants to... Sh- I mean, we, should, we could probably just get into our reviews, but like, <laughs> I, I remember seeing John Wick 2... And and be, just kind of, I remember being like, that was pretty. That was better than I I was mm-hmm. expecting. Like I, I was expecting garbage. Whenever there's a, a sequel for an action movie, it's very bad. So I remember being like seven out of ten, not bad. Something had to have happened here because Yuri yeah. had only seen John Wick two. I'm wondering how many people saw John Wick two, and do not recall or did not see the first one. Well, that's the whole setup, though. So, like, they don't know why he's killing all these people. Yuri had no idea. Yeah. When I said, oh, we're watching John Wick this week, she was like, oh, sweet, I've never seen it. I did watch the second one, though. <laughs> so, like, the whole dog thing, like, that's... Because John Wick 2 takes place, like, I think the next yeah. day, right? Oh, really? I think that's the thing about the sequels, because it's, like, a bad week he has. It's just, like, one after another after another. And then the kill count's, like, in the thousands now, probably. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more, too. But, like, mm-hmm. it was kind of difficult to get on board with him killing all these people. It, yeah. More of just, like, okay, I guess they're bad people because they're in the mob and they're related to all these hitmen. And I guess, mm-hmm. you know, they've killed people or been associated with killers. Mm-hmm. But um, 
John Wick goes a little judge, jury, executioner here. <laughs> yeah. Does he kill this anybody kind of... who wasn't trying to kill him first? Well, that's that's the thing too. Is like self defense. But they did. There, there was a point where they stopped trying to kill him, and he killed them. I think. Like, didn't he shoot some people who were running away? I mean, well, yeah. It's not. It's not even that. He? But like. Okay. But like, uh, it's not like he is you know, tracking down uh, people in a combat war zone or something like that. He's just, like, wandering around New York City murdering these people. <laughs> well, okay. John Wick is showing up, like, John Wick's a in bad these guy. evil bases. He's like, he's, like, breaking in. He is a bad guy. There we go. He's a bad guy, Ryan. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's hard to be, like, yeah, this guy's awesome. It, it's presented right. as a revenge fantasy when we're supposed to, like, totally. side with John Wick. But you almost don't really want to, like... Some situations, yeah, like when they're breaking into his house, mm-hmm. but like, uh, oof. I feel Some like the tough. whole point was to take the moral dilemma out of the equation by making him a bad guy in a universe of bad guys, as opposed yeah. to I could, yeah, as opposed to him. But it's kind of like an insular universe, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what happens in here because they're all crazy people. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. I think you're supposed to think of it as like a different world too. There's a, there's a degree of world building. Yeah. Um, we're running into also, I think, a little bit of that. We talked about it before with with superheroes, where superheroes are dispensing lethal justice. <laughs> like, you know, we talked about Iron Man, where he goes to, I think, somewhere in the Middle East and just kills a bunch of people. <laughs> and yeah. you're supposed to be like, yeah, he did it. <laughs> like, you know, we're not like, well, hang on a sec. Like, uh, but let's 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 get into it. Let's get into our our, our John Wick John Wick talk. We didn't even give. We, somebody needs to give. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll do the synopsis. Okay. <laughs> just, let's fucking do this real quick. Uh, it was directed by Chad uh, Stahelski. He's the uh, stunt double uh, for Keanu Reeves in the Matrix movies. He played, I think, the uh, the dude named Chad in Matrix Resurrections as well. Um, Trinity's Trinity's husband. Oh. Yeah. So he, uh, he he made this movie. Pretty cool. Uh, John Wick stars Keanu Reeves as a retired hitman who was posthumously gifted a small dog by his wife who had recently passed. The dog, played by Andy, an eight-week-old beagle actor, and John Wick form a strong bond that begins to heal John's sadness. However, tragedy strikes when Yosef Tarasov, played by Game of Thrones' Alfie Allen, and his group of mobster thugs break into John Wick's house and kill his dog. John Wick then revives his old killing ways to seek vengeance for his dog. Hijinks ensue. Guns are shot, mobsters are dispatched, and Keanu is back. And that's John Wick. Yeah. Dang. I thought you were going to say John revives Wick. his dog. He revives his dog. You say they killed his dog, and then John Wick revives his killing career. <laughs> Zowie. <laughs> something... Different direction than I watched a different movie. Pet yeah, Cemetery. Oh my God. Too. What if John Wick lived near the Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery? So he lived in Maine. He was a uh, he was a mobster in Maine. Yeah, there, there's some skinheads in Maine. <laughs> yeah. So he was so he was a neo-Nazi mobster yeah. in Maine. Where, <laughs> nice not weather good... this time of year. And then so he resurrects his dog in the pet cemetery, and they both go killing other neo-Nazis. I just I don't like the vibe of this movie, man. Yeah, that, that's a little it's green roomish. Good, yeah. It's, oh yeah, green. Yeah, green room. Um. Yeah, do you guys remember the ad campaigns for John Wick as well? Like, I remember it's being specifically, it was kind of an underhanded thing, but it was like, Keanu is back. And it had that clip where he's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And like, that was the John Wick trailer. No, I don't remember that at all. And it was an unsaid narrative of being like, he was gone (laughs) and now he's back. Like, as in the past five years of movies he made, like was 
everyone just thinks they're bad. Like, I just thought that advertising campaign was a little insulting. <laughs> he might have signed on to it. He was like, I, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did know. Was there actually a Keanu dry spell, like, around the time of 41 Ronin? 47 Ronin? How many Ronin? Yeah, there, there, there is considered a Keanu uh, dry spell, I guess, um, where that, that, like he that's was a word. doing. That's a sentence. Yeah, it means it's a, it's a, it, There's a sexual okay. connotation, but there's, there's also no... a non-sexual connotation. That's where that's the sexual true. one comes from. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I I read a lot of Keanu articles because of this season and because of me, and uh, they they do they do refer to like the air, but period between like 2011. 2015 as his dry spell or 2014 mm-hmm. uh, before john wick yeah he's not and, even in top 10 sexiest actors in between those years so well pretty much from the not? lake house guys from the lake house onwards there's like almost 10 years there from john john wick in 2014 lake mm-hmm. house in 2006 there's pretty much nothing because he's yeah he got hit with a bunch of razzie awards Day the Earth Stood Still, but then 2014 hits. You see on his Wikipedia page, it says 2014 Resurgence with John Wick, and then he also got the Razzie reward, uh, Razzie Award for Best Turnaround uh, during oh, during that. Did he, he go accept it? That's a big thing. I think he was just nominated. I don't think he actually won. Oh. So like you know. So he didn't I, have I a good turnaround. I don't think. I mean, it's, it's probably not the best, but it was it was a turnaround for sure. For God's sakes, I will say, 2005's Constantine. People say that was bad. Fucking great movie. I'll defend that. I'll defend that forever. Oh, but that's pre-Lake House. Lake House 2006. Shit. That's the Golden Age. So this is so the, the Golden Age, Decline, Resurgence, and then now he's in a bunch of movies. He was in Knock Knock after John Wick, and I think that's a little blemish. Golden Age 2. We So that's the thing, is too, is like uh, everybody, all the, the three men who we have yeah. reviewed for 10 mm-hmm. movies, they that's have all followed that same same pattern. I think. Right? There, there's an overlap. It's Hollywood. Rise and fall. Yeah. There can only well, be so same, many it's the hot same people. Years. Oh, really? That's true. Is that? I guess. Yeah. Is that George Bush? I mean, <laughs> I think it's George Bush's fault. <laughs> um, because Ben Affleck, we had the Benaissance. Mm-hmm. We Matt had the McConaissance. Yes. Famous, probably the more most famous Assance. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Right, because that was a, like that was whole strategy was he stopped making movies and he came out with Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah. And, and then, then uh, Keanu's kind of the same pattern. He made movies in the meantime, but they all blew. Okay, okay. okay. Enough. Let's. With, I'm not here to slander. Enough with <laughs> our the, boy. We, we don't even need to be. T- come on, movie, movie, movie. No more <laughs> logistics. What do you guys think of the grief yeah. that we get in the whole first act of this film? Yeah, it was yeah, great. Kind of shoehorned, shoehorned in. And the yeah, color palettes. I liked it. I liked. I liked Keanu's performance in the beginning. I thought. It was he was great at conveying sadness. It was quiet and understated. I thought he did well, honestly. I'd agree with that. So, we need, so we're looking for it. an actor. We're looking for an actor. Okay, look at here. Okay, we got a character who's quiet. He's yeah. sad and he's like uh, everything's understated. You know. Yeah. He's a little stoic. You know. Who who could we possibly find? Not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> ben Affleck could do that. All I right, think all right, all right. Ben Affleck could rip this shit let's be real clear but imagine keanu and gone girl keanu and gone girl would be huh that i I wouldn't buy it because i don't i wouldn't buy people not liking him and gone girl i don't think anyone would be convinced he was a murderer he he, he might do like the sleazy Uh, i mean this originally was was written for a man in their 60s to play the role because this was the dad core aging actor 
movie initially. Um, I don't think they had anyone in mind at the time, but they, they had uh, Imagine Older Actor. They were like uh, Clint Eastwood or someone, you know, they were imagining people who were like retired. I know Eastwood wasn't retired at the time. And then, uh, but they, I think when Keanu was pitched, they were like, okay, let's just go with him uh, because he has a history in the film world. People kind of already have a narrative about who he is. And I think it fit, you know, it fit in John Wick. I think honestly, it was a, it was a good role for him. I think it made sense. Plus, you just believe he's grizzled just from all the action roles we've seen him in. He's got a weird-looking face, too. You don't like his face? Oh, I'm not saying I don't like it. I like a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> Honestly, dude, seriously, like, I know, I know, like, we, we watched Point Break, where he looked fucking great, age Oh, my God, 24. dude, I still, I think about it every night. I think about it, I think about it. <laughs> and, and then John Wick, dude, he looks fucking amazing yeah. at 50. Like, he's got touch of gray, he's got the beard. It looks, it looks yeah, fucking he's been clean. hitting that just for men. Yeah, it's it's great. But yeah, to get back to the to the sadness in the beginning, Jace, like that um, when he was when he was like sad after his wife died, that actually like hit me. Like I felt emotional watching him cry over the videos, uh, even when he gets the dog and like he, he gets the note from from his wife. Yeah, that was good. I felt that. I thought that was a good scene. Pretty. It was done well. I like that it was done like, you know, she died mm-hmm. and then he gets the dog and uh, rather than like just i don't know he has a dog and it was a dog that his wife gave him like there was no dialogue needed to explain that because we were watching it happen Mm -hmm. which is like the show versus tell idea i like that it wasn't a step that he took because that can be tough that's a good point when you're when you're grieving and it was something that she in this world had the forethought to do for him to try to help him process what was going on yeah, and it's it's like an implied aspect of their relationship. And I think that's one strength of this movie is that they uh, they imply a lot of things. There's a lot of unspoken backstory with everybody. There's unspoken things about their relationship he had with his wife, about how it saved him. They could have approached this in a really hokey way. He was just like, oh, she saved me. She showed me. All. Like, they could have had this whole thing that was really hokey. Um, and then there's also an implied backstory about who John Wick is. Of course, there is some great fucking narratives in the movie about it um but they don't literally show you you know you're, you're taking their word for it and i think that's part of why it's interesting i think yeah and i like that it's done through other characters yeah it's not done through john wick talking to these people it's through two characters talking about john wick yeah who's um who played vigo in this movie because he actually passed michael recently. nyquist nyquist n-y-q-v-i-s-t <laughs> V-I-S-T. Is he Swedish or something? But yeah, he uh, he passed recently oh. in 2017 of lung cancer. Uh, very sad. He was he was amazing in the movie. I, I really liked his performance. I think John Wick's whole backstory and his whole vibe really rested on his monologue he does as John Wick's introduction, mm-hmm. where he's like, he's the guy you send to kill the fucking boogeyman. And when he has yeah. to really sell that, otherwise you're not going to believe this dude is the hardest motherfucker alive. <laughs> and seeing him talk about John Wick, just down to like the oh and all his interactions with his son like that was exciting to watch because me and me and amber were just like oh shit like what's gonna fucking happen like how hard is this dude and then yeah so i really like that aspect the um i loved his physical performance on stage or uh, on on the screen just because it wasn't um i liked a that they they gave some credence to is like this is the guy who built our empire and you Mm -hmm. just fucked him over it's like you have to tie it in somehow. Okay, there's the hook. 
And then yeah. the the um when he does the the guy from the, the I think the Allstate commercials or whatever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh my god, the mayhem dude. Yeah. When he does the the pencil thing, like the near yeah. his the it's his essentially his right hand man, but he's still you know yeah. In that little bit of acting, he's a very good actor. You can that tell guy's a really good actor. You can tell that he's in the moment, and he's like. One, he's been being yelled at to stay. It's like, you're listening, you're watching, you're going to watch me beat the shit out of my kid. That's how much power I have. But then he does yeah. the, the pencil stab motion and he flinches. Yeah. I like that little little touch too. And it, it made me jump too when he was like, he does the, he does the pencil thing. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and I think that that speaks to, I mean, both both the right-hand man and the mob lord and even um, Theon, uh, Alfie Allen <laughs> uh, in that role. I think the three of them make have played really good villains in this. They were all really interesting. Um, Alfie, unfortunately, is typecast as like extremely insecure, petulant <laughs> characters, yeah. but he's so good at it, man. Like he conveys so much insecurity with his eyes and yeah, with his like wide open eyeball look, like yeah, yeah, and he's just he's really good, man. Fuck, <laughs> and I just love how he's Lily Allen's little brother, and she made like a diss track. Wait, what <laughs> about him before he started acting? I don't know who Lily Allen is. I don't either. She's like a she's like a like a like. Uh, a UK singer songwriter. I think she made a song called Alfie, where she's talking about how he does nothing and smokes weed all day. And then uh, <laughs> now he's now he's like a pretty big TV star and movie star. Oh, gotta shit on your siblings. Gotta shit on your siblings. Yeah. Um, but you know maybe that shout out helped him out. He was like, hey, I got shouted out by Lily Allen. Um, I Ryan, what did you think about the color palette in the film? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's basically it, right? This movie. Yeah. It, there's substance to it, but I mean, like we just talked about with the backstory and stuff, but it's very, very style forward as well. So mm-hmm. uh, the color palette is a very interesting choice. I really liked it and it made scenes fun to watch when there's combat happening. And Denali, you talk about this a lot where you don't find action that interesting, right? Like, like if there's explosions and gun battles and stuff, you look away or pick up your phone. Well, if and, if I can qualify, like, I do like fight scenes. I mean, we said this in the Matrix episode. Explosions. Like, if a fight scene's yeah. good, I'll enjoy that. But yeah, explosions, like, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and when the, when the scene, when the action scene was very stylized, it was really fun to watch. And, like, you want to look at the screen. Mm-hmm. But then there were other other shots or when there were scenes that were outside in broad daylight the kind of the charm kind of fell off and you just had to rely on how creative the actual fighting was and not how creative the shooting and the movie was and at that point it just kind of devolved into generic you know shooter yes the action was kind of interesting right in the special john wick style where he's really brutal but um and like realistic yeah and efficient but the parts I really liked watching were, like you said, when the color palette was in full focus, like the nightclub scene. Oh, and yeah. The, the bathhouse scene that immediately came before it. And then the hotel rooms and the house scenes were all very, the, the set design was really great. They were very lived in. And uh, I thought that that's when, you know, that's when the movie shined. And I don't, shown? Shun? Shine and shamed. Shane? That's when the movie shamed. That's shamed. when the movie shamed. Yeah. And I uh, remember those scenes. I did not remember a single like outdoor daylight scene from yeah. the first time I watched this movie. Fuck was I think he got a <laughs> there's a scene where he gets out of the car. Uh there were many. Perkins gets executed in Central Park. Which I think yeah. 
you can't have four people standing in a square shooting through <laughs> a person. I thought the same thing, Jace. Unless you have a bullet that literally, like, aren't some bullets made to get into a body and then just, like... Yeah, hollow points. So... Well, maybe all the bullets hit each other at, at the same angle. That's how... Oh, that's like some... Uh, yeah, what was that movie with Angelina Jolie where they... It was wanted. wanted. Yeah. wanted. That's some wanted <laughs> I was just shit. thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I, I, I totally agree. Like, and the color palette and, I guess, editing and the shots like made it really interesting. But I also think the choreography was was awesome. I mean, Keanu, he's known for doing his own stunts. Um, I think you being able to pull the camera back and just really showing all the fight, the, the moves he's doing, I think makes it less disorienting and a little more interesting Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. that's no knock on the choreography. Like, that's what did it. You can't have one or the other. And I think that's what made the outdoor daylight fight scenes kind of boring. Is like, it was just one. And like, there's some other movies that have some cool fight scenes, guys. And it's like uh, The Matrix... If it was just like the crazy fight scenes, it wouldn't be the Matrix. The Matrix has other stuff going for it too. Yeah. Did you guys see about the nightclub sequence? Like Keanu was like deathly ill <laughs> during that whole sequence. Apparently. Really? Um, apparently, he had the flu and was run- running a fever of 104 that day. Uh, nowadays in COVID times, you should not go to work <laughs> if you're like this, um, or at work maybe any time. Uh, but he did go to work that day, and then he learned and memorized all the choreography on the same day and shot the entire thing during that day. This is why you pay the big bucks for the K-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys notice how many nightclub scenes there are in action movies? Well, probably. yeah, because old yeah. dudes want to remember when they could go to nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there's the mashup. It's like Club yeah. Hell or something like that. Okay. And they play uh, all the nightclub scenes, like, interstitched with each other. And it ends up being like all the hitmen and, and everybody shows up at the same nightclub, <laughs> and it looks it looks the same because it's all like blue and red and stuff. Yeah, and it's like crowd dancing house music. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the it's funny because like the Terminator has a nightclub scene. You oh, know, damn. every movie, yeah. Yeah, Janelle, you would really like it. It's a good place I'll have to. It on the, the background. I yeah. mean, like roller rink is not exciting, you know, and and nightclubs have. <laughs> I run a Rolo rink. <laughs> the, uh, on a more serious note, this is the first yeah. time actually watching this movie and trying to pay attention to it and think about it because I think if I've watched John Wick before, I'm in it for some a few scenes and then being like, you know, on the phone, yeah. casually enjoying it. Um, I feel like in the first third of the movie, the, fir- the in the first act, they set up John as being a very, um, he's a force of nature. And I think the part of that in the character building is that He's very thorough, he's very efficient, and he does things in a very specific way. Uh, and so it's like, wakes up every day at 6 a.m., has a routine, knows everybody. We get that with a funny police officer scene, but knows the guy at the airfield that lets him onto the airfield. It's just how his character is. When the dog dies, he leaves his alarm on in the morning and buries the dog, comes back in, turns it off at 6.19. And uh, when we get to the nightclub scene obviously we're still only, i mean we're in the second act maybe not even halfway through the movie so you obviously have to you have to have a story after that but he's looking he's got a knee on some dude's neck that he's just incapacitated he's looking at the guy who killed his dog in a bath and literally right there could have shot him and ended the whole yeah. thing instead looks at him puts his gun onto the guy under his knee's head it shoots him and like lets the game go on. And you could tell instead of the the going to get a job done, John Wick, 
It's like, a, mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to ruin everything. Yeah. And then he burns his dad's cash, and he's like, you know, I had I had fun doing that. This is this is John Unleashed. He wanted to play with his his prey before he... Yeah, play with his food, yeah. yeah. It's it's weird, like, Jace, when you mentioned that, because uh, once he finally gets to Alfie's character, um, he just yeah, I unceremoniously know, yeah. dispatches him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird... It's kind of a weird, uh, if you compare the, to the two, why would he be so like, oh, man, I'm going to turn this into the game. I'm not just going to kill you. And then yeah. when he, the next time he meets him, he does the exact thing that he didn't do the first time. I don't quite understand. Like, w- yeah, it showed that John Wick is an efficient, cold killer who just gets his man. Except that's literally what we learned in the last scene. <laughs> this is the one time he's breaking the rule. So... I think it was a little bit of like, there's a lot of ideas and this is just a small budget movie and we're just going to do what we can do. We literally, maybe I had that yeah. conversation with Yuri. She was like, oh, she's he's got him. He just shot him in the leg. The camera changes. He's walking up. She's like, see, now he's going to make it personal. And he shoots him in the head. And she was like, what? Yeah. What? Well, maybe. Maybe his whole goal was to maybe scare him more. Maybe, like, after a while, he's like, okay, he's in a safe house. I didn't really get to fuck with him in the nightclub like I wanted to. Maybe I should just do it now that, like, there's all these obstacles. Like, you know, the guy, he's like, I, he's, I scared him good. He's playing Xbox, and he's, like, pissing his pants for, like, three days. And, like, it, you know, I didn't get to shoot him. I might lose my... Maybe he just wanted to do it right there where he's like, I've killed 60 guys in between then and now. Like, maybe I should just... Yeah. That could be part of it. It would have been it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that from like a non John Wick in an open battlefield just fucking killing everybody everywhere scene and more of like John Wick being a super skilled assassin, right? Mm. We didn't necessarily get him like breaking and entering into a house and not being detected sort of yeah. sort of thing. We got like he walked in the back door to a nightclub, but um it reminds me of like The Departed. The Departed. Like, all, all the yeah, all the twists and turns in The Departed come from someone being like sneaky or doing something without information, like information that other people don't have. And like the very the kind of famous ending of The Departed, uh, that is something that can work narratively. Like this guy has been planning this thing for a long time, and you mm-hmm. don't get to see every step. You see it from the victim's point of view, and everything in this movie is pretty much from John's point of view. Uh, I don't know. It, it seemed like a really, it kind of was was a letdown. It was one of my least favorite parts of the movie. With that fight, especially, but like, yeah. and the killing of the main bad guy. Well, John's not a stealth build. He's a, he's more of an ADC build. You know, he's he kind of moves into situations, guns a blazing. He he has no stealth stats. I think he's maxed out damage. He's got a high constitution score. I mean, he, how many very simple absorb? dexterity? Yeah, constitution. There were a couple cool. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple. Okay, there were a couple cool times where he. Uh, they're the all the guards at the safe house right are like are saying hey checkpoint one how you doing hey checkpoint two how oh you he doing? did do a charisma then, check yeah yeah he's like got one of the microphones like yeah we're doing good okay so he did he did pass a charisma check there but yeah i don't think i mean right yeah i, I agree right it might be cool to see like the mastermind side of john wick you know where he's kind yeah, of exactly. deceiving yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and planning when, all this when shit can he here. outsmart the other people and not just outgun yeah i don't but really maybe he's know not that, that he was trying to <laughs> yeah i think everything is like really straightforward like go he's place like, with I'm guns pissed. yeah it's like somebody would he'd be like hey i need to know and somebody be like okay here's this information john i like you from yeah. our back history and he'd be like okay i'll go there with a gun and i will fix this problem and 
yeah, Jace, and that's part of why I think this movie is dad core, because how many dads, like, fantasize about just, like, I got my gun, like, I'm gonna fix this problem, I don't gotta that's think about it. Like, that's a huge problem. You know? I'm not talking necessarily about our dads, but I'm just thinking, like, men in general No, <laughs> totally, older, that's, like, like a yeah. huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Revenge fantasy is very uncomfortable right now with what's going yeah. on, right? Because there is a toxic component to this genre of film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people fantasize about this stuff all the time uh, where they want to go out and kind of like the people who fantasize about the Punisher. You know, someone takes things in their own hands, you know, fuck the law, fuck society. I'm going to do this and it's everything. It's going to fix everything. Um, right. I think the wrong type of person could see John Wick and absorb the wrong parts of it and not understand that this dude's a bad guy. This is not how you should. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. And that's, it's easy for us to point out with things like that, or maybe not easy, but in the past yeah. when we watch these movies, we, we say, look, it's not clear to the audience and it's not clear whether the director or the people making the movie, like view this as a bad person. Mm. Yeah. And to us that he doesn't have the same morals and same values as us. So if someone's like that on screen, you need to either be trying to convince us that we should think this way, or you need to be contextualizing that person in the, in the way that you want us to contextualize it. In this, the way that they tackle revenge fantasy is, I mean, maybe a little bit better done than in other movies, but it's the same sort of idea. And I didn't necessarily get a violence is bad message from this movie. I, uh, I think that's, that's well said, Ryan, because I had a similar reaction to it to an extent. Like I, full disclosure, I just I enjoyed watching the movie because like I I've I've watched it for years and I think there's kind of a, a little bit of a comedy a, a component to the movie as well. Um, but there was a little bit of like a, a flinch every time I saw him shoot a guy in the head and like you know summarily execute all these people. There was a part of me of like, huh? Like I wonder the, the wrong type of person watching this and you know like I just said like uh, absorbing parts of this that they shouldn't. Um, and then, of course, we're also re-examining conversations about gun violence a lot. And in, in wake of that, watching this movie, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. So my feelings about this are complex. I had to, just for my own mental well-being, compartmentalize into this movie and being like, okay, I'm enjoying Keanu just doing martial arts on the screen. This is a self-contained thing. Yeah, yeah. I think personally from hearing you say that, I think that's the best way to think about it because you have a lot of a lot of care went into the... The reason that he's shooting people in the head is because when you we've I think we talked about this a week ago again yeah. when you discharge a firearm you're discharging it to kill you're not discharging it to to wound mm-hmm. maim to maim and this is a person who in in world is a trained killer listed yeah. as the best of the best <laughs> details where's the watch hand facing him so that if he was holding a rifle he would be able to see what time it is. That they they put a lot of nuance into the shots and the choreography in this and in the greater scheme of things, if you do not have a separate separation layer, and you're mm. uh, somebody who went to the store and bought a six hundred dollar handgun, <laughs> and you don't know what you're doing, versus uh, John Wick, the bad guy who's fighting worse guys or something, yeah. I can see why that would be taken the wrong way. No, I, I that's I think that's you said it well, Chase. And c- comparing this to movies like Jason Bourne, right? Like mm-hmm. Jason Bourne has the a different editing style in the fights, right? Um, but you could imagine that they had different approaches, or that maybe they swapped approaches. And 
that would be really crazy to like see those Jason Bourne fights where there's this guy who's put into this situation and he literally has amnesia and he's a trained killer and he's fighting against the system and he's talking about like what is a like is assassination a good thing or a bad yeah. thing that's like those movies I like a lot because you can watch them and you can think and you can kind of be like what would I do in the situation like what's the moral decision and when I watch John Wick I'm like, the moral thing to do is just grieve, you know, like yeah. try and get your car back since you can, you have some leverage, but just, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some ways, this movie is a showcase, a technical showcase uh, for stuntmen. I mean, yeah, probably absolutely. employed like oh, absolutely. <laughs> hundreds Great of Great martial people. arts. It's also a technical showcase for, you know, gun battles in movies, which happens still is in a lot of movies, not just John Wick. I think the crew who worked on this can point to this as being like, yeah, I, I worked on that movie where they did it really well uh, and they could they could be pointed out. So I think yeah. from a technical aspect, you can also just appreciate it just as that. As I another, think maybe it's coming off that I don't like this movie. Oh, no, I mean, we could. I know. think I like this it's movie. coming off yeah, yeah. that we are reviewing it in a time and place where we are able to contextualize the movie and compare it to society. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when you do it yeah. that way, it's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and you know, we don't have to super get into this, but like, this is also coming in at a weird time for us. We also mentioned it in our Point Break episode. We did. We mentioned it jokingly. Yeah, we did a time check. We were like, okay, it's this date. Nothing bad's happened, and something bad, extremely bad, happened. And it, it was happened. hard for it us to watch. Yeah. It was hard for us to watch this movie. We, we kind of texted during the time, um, like, when the war broke out. And it happened at the day I was starting to watch John Wick. And I had to stop several times and just kind of, like, catch myself where I was like, fuck, like, this is hard to watch. It's hard to watch violence and then know that violence is happening in real life. Um, that's another aspect we did not really touch on in this show. And I think that's bleeding through a little bit in our review, too. Maybe yeah, it's part well, of why we're apprehensive. Thankfully, um, thankfully, I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. You guys, yeah, I watched, it, Coast, I watched yeah. it that night, but I, I was already done with it, and I went to sleep. I don't think I could have dealt with that first thing in the morning. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone to work. Yeah. So Jesus. for the people who are listening four weeks <laughs> at a time, and they're listening to our Point Break episode, and they're like, oh, why are they making t- why are they talking like that yeah so uh we're that's that's gonna be uh, uh that you know yeah, we, we that, might that want our, to put it like this was recorded i think we, we explicitly said <laughs> it so day. yeah it's a unique timestamp, and uh now we're on the other side of it and we're like oh fuck and uh that's also why i think uh we're we we're apprehensive about this movie so i was obviously able to compartmentalize to some extent watching it um in relation to we were talking about like how crazy john wick is as a character and how skilled he is in combat like can you guys fucking believe it was only a two million dollar hit on him that that vigo put on him that was pretty funny i i thought that was really low i thought this the joke was it was gonna like have to go up 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 this cheapskate cheapskate fucking deserved it dude he was he was like he was like oh we're gonna up it to three million okay this guy has an empire of probably hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and this guy is is coming straight for him that's nothing like what Han Solo and Chewie had to go through from Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> what? They went straight to like 40 million or something. That was the hit on Han Solo and Chewie? 
Something, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's look that up. Yeah. Let's look that what's, up. What's 40 million credits? What's credits to dollars, uh, 2022? Uh, hold on, hold on. But they're uh, spice farmers. So. <laughs> Star Wars credits to dollars, 2022. Okay, I think based in the oh, RPG. Oh, man, I'm it. so. Yeah? I'm so. I'm so wrong. Okay. Job of the Hutt became so irritated with Han Solo that he yeah. placed a bounty on his head of 224,000 credits. <laughs> 224,000. Okay, I did find this Quora thing that um, in Star Wars, the Imperial credits are tied to gold. So one Star Wars credit, they said, is worth about four US dollars. Four? So what was the... Yeah. That's about a million. That's almost exactly a million. Jabba, you fucking cheapskate. It's kind of insane. Like, blasters in some of the video games are like... In the 70s, though, a million dollars. Hundreds and thousands of credits. A blaster costs the same as a house? Well, you don't know what their economy's like in Star Wars. Yeah, you shitty. Know, it's a whole, it's crazy, you know. So, anyone, but I mean, oh, yeah. Anyone watching uh, <laughs> Book of Boba Fett? Book of Boba Fett, yeah. The John Wick of Star yeah. Wars? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a good show. It's, I like it. That's the that's the response simple I man. always hear from from Mando is yeah yeah I I like it yeah. Well, <laughs> so, the thing is for me is like the yeah. Star Wars brand getting so yeah. watered down. I don't care about any of this stuff. Like when the Mandalorian was coming out, I was like, "Oh wow, I should maybe should check this out." It's like a new Star Wars series, right? Like, yeah. how often does that happen? Well, it turns out every year. Yeah, but I mean, that's okay. No, it's fine. It. It's just like now I don't. I'm not really like urged to go see it, right? Because like, for the cultural, I don't have a Disney Plus subscription, uh, yeah. and oh, like, yeah. yeah. Jace, I'm gonna see Book of Boba Fett. Boba is like my one of my favorite it, characters, so I have to see that shit. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good. good. I, I used to read the Bounty Hunter series growing up, like the novelization. Uh, <laughs> you guys noticed the in the beginning of John Wick. This is this is this is refusable. <laughs> in the beginning of John Wick, um, do you guys notice when the dog Dookie was really? Oh fake, yeah, it really was the perfect. Yes, yes. I forgot <laughs> about the. It was the perfect little yeah. shitty poo. It was a perfect dollop. They 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 put all this detail and special effects, and they couldn't afford realistic dog Dookie. Like for real, just follow a dog around for like twenty minutes and then grab it. <laughs> they, they make them all the time. Yeah. To be, and, how uh, old was eight, that dog? Eight months or eight weeks. That dog's not pooping solid, so. Oh, that's true. It uh, just comes out like a misty spray bottle. <laughs> it looked like like chocolate froyo on the it ground, did. and like <sighs> ruined my immersion. The whole movie it, was downhill from there. I did because I I saw this movie with my dad because I've seen this movie multiple times. One of the watches my dad, the second watch, he, I noticed it the first time I saw it. And while I was watching it with my dad, he was like, oh, that's fucking plastic. Like, when he, when the dog shits on the ground, and, like, he, he couldn't get over it either. And then I, I watched it with Amber, and she's like, oh, nice dookie. And I'm like, does everyone notice the dog shit? Like, Ryan, did you notice the dog shit? I've seen this movie twice, and I've never noticed it. You already noticed it. It's insulting. Yeah. Okay? I don't, I didn't even know what you guys are talking about. If you, I don't remember dog pooping. I might have been writing. Artists, so they claim. Yeah, artists, quote unquote. Set up a scene where the dog is going to come back from indoors and they just leave perfectly in the middle of the frame a fake doggy do? Mm-hmm. Fake doggy dookie. I'm the Googling, dog- I'm, I'm Googling yeah. John Wick dog doggy. Oh my God. On Reddit, yeah. it says the CGI puppy poop in John Wick cost $5,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was. There's an article. It was CGI? You could have bought a $5 fake dookie from, like, the Joke Mart 
and it would have been hey, just as effective. Jace, there's a comment on Reddit. That has the picture, right? From seven years ago, and it says, at all caps, the viscosity of this shit is not consistent with a puppy that size. Immersion ruined. We'll only see movie twice. Wow. That's I think I found out your Reddit user. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally what Jay said. Uh, the other thing, uh, we didn't mention Willem Dafoe's character, Marcus. Oh, great. I like Marcus. I love Willem Dafoe and everything. They did him fucking dirty at the end, mm-hmm. but uh, he went out swinging. So I, it did bother me a little bit, just a little bit, because you're supposed to believe that he, John Wick is like this, basically the Terminator, um, that like without Marcus, he would have just died unceremoniously. Because like, he, did, he did stop the execution of John Wick. Yeah. And John Wick says, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And then they, they like, you know, execute him. And then Marcus saves him the last second. But I'm like, if Mark, he didn't know Marcus was there. So like, was, was the movie just supposed to end there? Just confidence, dude. Just exude confidence. And like, then badass stuff happens, right? Like if you're timid in every situation, Mm -hmm. then the badass stuff that was going to happen just looks like pure luck. But if you're just like... Yeah, I'm the fucking best. Ah, I do this crazy thing all the time. Yeah, the, all and the time. eventually you, there's gonna be one out of a million people that does actual like crazy stuff. So I should always be locked and loaded with badass statements, even when the chips are down. Yeah, yeah. and it worked hey, out. Hey, Denali, do you have that spreadsheet for me? I'm thinking I do. No, I forgot. When to make we it. watch I'll, a movie, I'll get right on that. We're not saying that this sort of things is the probable outcome. Or like this happens to most people. Yeah. We're, the reason we're watching these stories is because unusual or like crazy stuff does happen. And so like, you know, someone goes missing for 10 years and they show up and you're like, what? That doesn't happen every time someone goes missing. But this is a movie. We're not just going to make a movie about normal people's lives. So like this is the movie about the guy who says really badass shit at like inopportune times. And then it coincidentally kind of comes true they i think in lieu of that i think they also understand that their lives could probably end pretty quickly i don't think john wick thinks he's better than anybody else and you get that in the end when um the father dies and has a knife in his neck and he's like be seeing you john yeah they just they're all on borrowed time so i think it just doesn't maybe it doesn't phase them could you imagine if this was like um in the hunger games yeah. And uh, they draw numbers, right? And you get like 12 volunteers or whatever from like these crappy little countries, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, John Wick's <laughs> number gets pulled. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, so. Or, okay. like, or like John Wick's in your country and your number gets pulled and you're like, please volunteer. <laughs> Any volunteers? And he doesn't Anybody step forward. willing to go kill people for me? Okay, so we have to reimagine countries, right? Right. So it's this is post apocalyptic. These are not countries that exist now. When he says crappy countries, it's just countries that are not real. And John Wick is part of our nation, our district. Mm. Right. Can you imagine if John Wick, like, doesn't, like, they're like, is there any volunteers? And John Wick's standing in the front, and he's just kind of, like, looking to the side. He's like, oh, man. Anyone want to Everyone's like, I feel? John. (laughs) John. The only one here with combat training in our fucking grain colony. He's like. No, I, I made year, it here by year, not every, being that. Yeah, because yeah, it happens every year. Yeah. And like, what are the chances he gets pulled? So every year he just gets, you dick. John, <laughs> you're literally at the shooting the range every day. You have a dojo here. You know every martial art. John Wick in The Hunger Games 
wouldn't that be like crazy if like they randomly pick and they just didn't know and it was a hunger Games sequel and like that first rush where everyone's just rushing and he just like kills all just kills everything everybody in like or three like that, seconds that's basically the premise of first blood though is that really first blood's plot is it is a hunger games and rambo is one of the <laughs> it's contestants a, a very close <laughs> like, what? it's it's not hunger games it's yeah. just some random uh sheriff who hates vets wait so i think i mean this is this is a a, a really stupid premise but like they could just keep redoing Hunger Games, but they keep grabbing the wrong person. Like they grab like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> like like it Bruce. Rips we had lips. the Incredible Hulk fishing for us Are you the whole time. Fucking like, kidding? <laughs> Why didn't he stop this district thing? How did we win that war? <laughs> He's still around? Oh, oh. Doctor Strange is there too? They're just You got incredible. It's a good movie. Uh yeah, hit us up. Uh, Lionsgate or whatever who made that. I think that's the plot of Thor Ragnarok. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Damn it. Stan Lee thinks everything, man. That guy's hes too good at making plots. (sighs) You guys want to do our Keanu? We should probably review this movie. If I review this movie. We pretty much said everything. Um, Great. I guess I'll kick off the Keanometer. I remembered it this season. I think I got it pretty much every week this season. Rating it, how Keanu-y is this movie? Um, I mean, on one hand, it's very, very, very Keanu-y. Uh, not a lot of lines. The lines he does have are effective and delivered with like an, you know, like a, what's this guy really thinking? And I, there's not much to say that we haven't said. I don't know how surfer bro-y he was. <laughs> and my idea of Keanu Reeves is... Kind of Neo from the Matrix and Bill and Ted. So it definitely goes into the Matrix side. Like this is basically just Matrix 5. But it's not... It could have been done by someone else. You know, just like finally get, find some other actor who's willing to only say eight words in a major motion picture. And then you'd be fine. But Keanu's the only okay. one willing to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give him a seven. Oh, for high quality? I think he did a really good job. Uh, Keanu's never really going to knock out the part, except for in The Matrix. But, like, I think he did pretty darn good, and there was a lot of him. He was in, you know, probably 80% of the scenes. Um, he didn't... I don't think there's a big woe, right? You know, there's no no big woes. The hair is yeah. nice, but uh, <laughs> he's not that sexy to me. I'm not really into, like, the wow. uh, silver okay. fox. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like the daddy seven. No, not really. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to erase the number that I wrote down and I'm going to bump it up. Uh, I, I kind of, dis- I think I disagree. I think all of the things that we've praised Keanu for doing in the previous movies, he applied to this one. If you want somebody who is not going to talk a lot and still be effective on camera, I loved the first act where it was just Keanu grieving. And then throughout the whole film, the same things that we like that I liked about Speed and that I liked about Point Break, where he delivers these one-off, either heroic or inspirational or funny one-liners, he does so in the John Wick badass kind of manner. Um, he's really dedicated. Like talked about this a few times. One of the this man is extremely dedicated as an actor to producing a true to physic like a true to physical form movie and martial arts experience. And he, he just cares so much about it that I don't know that another actor, if we were doing a meter, 
this role just suits yeah. him perfectly, and I think he did great. Uh, love the hair. Yeah, no woe. But I want to give him a 9. I yeah. wish I could give him a 10, but you made some solid points. I don't think I'd want to see anybody else in this role, though. I mean, just... I mean, I'm just making it up. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about my... <laughs> um, yeah. Nine. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't think I could imagine anyone else. I mean... I'm trying to think of other people who have competed with him for similar roles. I'm trying to imagine John Cusack as John Wick. Can you imagine John Cusack? <laughs> no. I, I, I'm i trying to whip out a John Cusack impression, but I literally can't. <laughs> I was thinking that'd be like, it's like is, is, he, uh, is this a bit? I, I can't. Wait, does, he, does, does he have this on standby? It's only now letting the world know. You could probably go far with a John Cusack impression, right? Because Fuck, like, yeah. How many other people have one? I know. You'd instantly be in demand. Uh, I'm trying to think of a John Cusack movie I've seen. <laughs> I've seen 1408. Oh, I, I'm so scared. I'm John Wick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. He's also competed. Anyone got a Christian Slater? He seems like he smokes a lot. <coughs> I'm John Wick. You better watch the fuck out. I'm Christian Slater. Yeah. Honestly, I if I I should know who all of these actors are, and every time you say an actor's name, I'm just like I think I'm face blind, and I'm like, who Um, are you? Well, John Cusack, yeah, is more famous than Christian Slater. I mean, I pretty much know Christian Slater from Interview with a Vampire. Oh my God, I would rather die than watch John Cusack be John (laughs) Wick. That would be hilarious, though. Okay. Uh, Keanometer, yeah, like, okay. We've said before that Keanu is a very physical actor. I think that's where he really excels, is his emotion, his body language, his way of communicating things non-verbally, I think, is his extreme strong point. He's not one of those actors that I think delivers really crazy monologues where he does all these accents and kind of inhabits these really crazy, like, verbal characters. Um, I think his lines are better in this movie than we've seen before. I think he's learned. I mean, he's this. This is at a point where he's he's done acting for a really long time. I thought all of his lines in here were pretty dang natural. Um, I realized watching Speed and Point Break and and things like that when he was in his twenties. Every once in a while, there'll be a little bit of a clunker <laughs> where we where I kind of just have to like it pulls me out. I did not have any of that in this movie. I think it was a, it was a very good solid performance. Um, regarding the woe, which is part of my Keanometer, there was no woe in this mm-hmm. movie. They said it was intentional. They said uh, they are paying homage to Keanu's history of saying woe in films. They purposely had characters say oh in a similar way whenever John Wick's name is mentioned. They had them all go like oh, and they said that was an homage to woe. I, I don't really. That's not made anyways, up. Anyways, but the like fact. they said, yeah, they said the d- directors deliberately avoided having Keanu's character say it. So I think it would have been out of character, too, if he was like, whoa, I'm so good at killing, guys. So uh, that's I think that's fair. Um, his original name was supposed to be Scorn, which I think is a Ew, fucking terrible God, thing. No. The movie is supposed to be called Scorn and his name's Scorn. And then Keanu, like, pretty much told everybody his, his character's name was John Wick. Like, whenever he would talk to people, he'd be like, I'm in a movie called John Wick. And he did it so much that people started talking about it in front of the directors. And they're like, we should just change it to fucking John Wick. Because I think Keanu doesn't like Scorn, which I love. Uh, but I think he had a lot of a lot of say in this movie. I think it, this movie uh, is 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 the way it is because of Keanu. Because of Keanu's history, I think the underlying narrative of Keanu being back. He's had this whole uh, time period where he's an action star, and then he was retired for five years, quote unquote, in the movie plot. 
but also maybe in the minds of people who are action movie uh, fans. So I think John Wick's arc, in a way, kind of mirrors Keanu Reeves. I think he was made for this role. I'm not going to give it points for being kind of like the Keanu that I love for as far as like Point Break and Bill and Ted goes. So he's going to get a little bit of a dock there. It's going to be an 8 out of 10. Great Keanu performance, but it's not not 100%. Now, as a movie, I mean... I don't know if there's much more that needs to be said. I, I guess I'll give my personal opinion on it. But, like, it's a, it's fun to watch. You can sit back for the first, you know, hour of this movie and just look at the TV screen, and it's fun to watch. That's the kind of the idea behind it, right? You don't need to know much about what's going on on TV. Just kind of read this killing people. And I found it somewhat compelling. Like, the character building is really compelling and creative. It's a show versus tell. It's kind of tell, but like the other characters saying, not, 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 they're not saying, I'm afraid of John Wick. They're like, you know, kind of reacting to news about John Wick being back. That, in my opinion, that's show, not tell. And I thought that was very effective. Unfortunately, Julie had not seen this movie before and didn't know what it was about. So uh, within the first few minutes of the movie, she uttered the phrase, I didn't know this was a puppy movie. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And, Did you watch a trailer? Uh, it went downhill from that. No, we never watch trailers. You don't watch a trailer before you see a movie? This has There's been a, no a trailer two months. We haven't talked about this in a long time, you <laughs> heathen. Quiet yourself while he does his review. Okay, okay, right, yeah. There's, I think there's little details. I mean, really, this movie is in, all in the details. Um, there's some problems think from an overarching like let's make a hundred minute long that's actually it's pretty long it's like two hours right yeah let's make a two hour long movie about this idea and it gets kind of stale after a while and they somehow made like four more so i don't think there's a anything about this movie that hasn't been said it was i like jace mentioned like the color palette he asked me about that and i i, I do agree that's the one thing i really really picked up on um the oneers that are in action sequences this everybody talks about this but I really liked uh, Drive, right? And that was the first movie, I think, that had this sort of style that I had seen. Since then, I've seen other movies, but like it is very, I think, influenced by Drive. It's obviously post-Drive, I think. That's just my opinion. That's my guess, maybe. Um, I don't know where to put this on the chart. I'm feeling around the 7-8 category. Maybe just cut it some slack, right? And give it a goddamn 8. And don't be such a stickler. Because uh, it's a fun movie to watch. I'd, I've seen it twice now. Um, I'd probably watch it again. I'd rather watch the second one, maybe. So I'll go with an eight. Fuck it. I'm, I'm loosening up, you know, in my later years. Huh. Ryan grew a heart. After after 50 episodes, his heart grew twice his size. And all it took was Keanu Reeves. You know, an interesting question to ask. Um, would you rather, rather watch this or The Town again? Oh, compare episode 10s. Hmm. Probably this. I, I think this. I've watched this multiple times. I haven't watched <laughs> Town more than the one time I saw it. We both gave the, we all gave the Town a very high rating. But we Well, did. that's the thing about the Town. It's like once you're in it, you're yeah. in it. But like, yeah. do I want to take on that Kinda. undertaking? There's a lot of yeah. layers. There's a lot of complexity in the Town. Different. Yeah. And plus the Jeremy Renner final shootout just kind of soiled different, the whole thing. Different action Feeling styles. Shootout? Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie's going to be up there. Yeah, for me as well. I think in the Keanu season, I've given, could be wrong, might have given like the same Keanometer and movie meter score more than any other um, any other season. 
I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think that there was again that the movie was simple. There weren't there weren't complex stories. There wasn't the character wasn't going through any type of complex planning. John Wick really just showed up with a gun and did what he had to do. Again, the action compared to other action movies, as people Ryan, as you who got me into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, seeing that female assassin do a bow tie choke where she puts her, she takes her leather jacket, she unzips it, she puts it in her mouth and you're like, why the fuck is she biting her? And then she literally rolls into this bow tie choke. And I was like, I'm like, oh my God. Multiple times we see, uh, I think we see an Americana. We see, we see yeah. multiple, like, like true to fighting, watching this movie as having done seven years of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and then getting into Muay Thai and like, sparring against people and being like okay you kind of know what is actually effective in a fight if there isn't like a deadly weapon involved if there isn't a, a knife or a gun and you're fighting barehanded with someone this movie is just it's bussing you're like <laughs> you're like oh my god they're grappling and they're actually it's vicious too like you get on top of somebody and they're throwing a knee into your rib cage you're like oh fuck oh yeah god i, I, I do totally agree the judo especially is what kind of caught me off guard. You don't see a lot of like accurate yeah. judo. Kind of visceral, I guess, would for the, the fighting in this movie is how I would That's I would word. describe. I haven't used that one before, but the fighting in this movie is that word. <laughs> um and then the other thing like story-wise, I really liked the progression of um we met a joke about it earlier. Multiple times John is just asked, "Oh, are you working again?" And it, the first time is the police officer after he murks like 12 dudes who break into his house. He's kind of like, nah. And he gets asked in the hotel and he's like, nah. and then it gets <laughs> to the point where he's had, where instead of achieving his goal, he's been, um, you know, kind of thwarted. Barriers have been put up and then he gets ca- captured and he's like, yeah, I think I'm back in it. Yeah. And I think with this simple character, who's literally again, a bad guy fighting bad guys. I think that's the kind of character progression that you need and yeah i'm gonna give the movie a nine hell yeah for an action this movie had what i needed out of an action movie it, oh and that's about yeah, it totally i just i'm not a big yeah not a big actioner if you want to compare episode 10s i mean what, what was our what was mcconaughey's episode 10 was it lincoln lawyer i'd watch this over lincoln lawyer what was episode 10 of the dogs <laughs> it was old yellow, <laughs> old yellow oh, dude. which i think that I would... <laughs> old yeller is the john old wick yellow. of dog I movies i never want to watch that movie <laughs> Old Yeller is the John Wick and Lincoln Lawyer of dog movies, though. Like, it is the aged dog out for vengeance. And then, uh, what, was, what, was, what was 10 for horror? Oh, holidays. Ugh. Holidays. Okay, yeah. I oh, think John Wick beats yeah, all Jesus, those out. A dumper. I would like John Wick to show up. Uh, do remake holidays where John Wick shows up yeah. and he kills everybody in every scene of holidays. <laughs> yeah, this movie, uh, I think it's pretty uh, pretty dang effective. Like, we, we've talked about this before, like, I think this movie could have been easily really bleak. Um, I think it also could have been easily really boring if they didn't really nail those action scenes. Uh, When they wanted me to be excited, I think I was. I also really believed Keanu's character. It was, I think, in the strength of the writing and the performances. Um, But I really bought that Keanu was this extreme grizzled badass, and it showed again in all of the action scenes. So I think that really worked in the movie. The motivating factor where they really build up his connection with the dog. I think you could have uh, you could have set that up in the wrong way, where I think it would have seemed really cheesy and almost hilarious, uh, but they didn't. I was actually sad, and I can actually see how someone would go insane 
uh, after something like that. Because in the, in that you know pretty traumatic scene uh, when the dog gets killed, like it makes you angry and scared and freaked out as an audience member. And I think it was effective in that regard. Regarding the tone of this movie, because it sets out exactly, I think, what it wants to do, I think it's up to the viewer as to whether or not you like that. Uh, you know, if you're not an action fan, if you don't like this whole genre, this is definitely not going to work for you. But if, if you like this stuff on any level, I think, yeah, this is a banger. This is a banger in terms of, like, action movies. Um, I like seeing Keanu in his element again. I think it was fun to watch. When it came out in 2014... When I was uh, a, a young, insecure male, I think I was like, oh, fuck yeah, like, this is this is the best movie ever, he's killing shit. Like, I was so into it. Um, now, a couple years removed, I think, we're obviously, we talked about we're a little, I think there's, there's other aspects now we're considering. But even still, I had a lot of fun watching it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I'd recommend it to people who haven't seen it. But yeah, if you're not an action fan, if you don't like fucking shoot-em-ups and everything, like, totally fine, you don't need to see this. That's a great score from all three of us. Eight nine eight, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's we ended solid. We ended solid. It's and almost. I, it's like so close, right? Like for me, an eight is something that takes a mediocre premise but executes it just really well, you know. Or it's something that's like you know pretty darn good, and it's a one step away from being phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's for me. It's the third act in this movie. The. Uh, the official kill count in this movie, they said, is, is 84, but I think a YouTube video said 76, right? It was Oh, n- not 69. It wasn't 69. <laughs> Six, it, was, it was also close to 69, though. Because <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves and, and the producer said it was 84 people he killed, but then a YouTube video counted out the ones that weren't cut out uh, in the actual movie. It was 76 kills. That's a lot of like that's a that's a lot of yeah. people. I think he has they said he has the highest kill count of any on-screen character. He beats out like slash Thanos, bro. <laughs> yeah, cuz they they kill like, no, like five <laughs> or six people a movie, yeah. I think um I was reading if you ever get a chance to read like the John Wick Wikipedia article just as a franchise, I think they said he's killed like 500 people across like four movies. <laughs> And I wonder I was getting a little fatigued watching this and I wonder throughout the sequels is it are you going to be kind of like, fuck, like, how many times is he going to do this? This is the thing. A lot of them aren't meant to be yeah. spectacular or cool yeah. or he's doing anything crazy. It's like this guy is literally just a very technically trained killer for hire. And like, oh, okay, now I can move mm-hmm. through the room. <laughs> what about, did we rate the accountant this high? Huh. Uh the Accountant is one of those double movies, I think, too. It came out like the year the year after John Wick. Ben Meter. What did we give The Accountant? I didn't give it very accountant, high. Accountant. Wow. Movie rating. Devil. Number of the Beast. Yeah. Oh, I think in retrospect, The Accountant I'd probably give quite a bit higher than that. Thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing is we started we started out being very like objective, kind of harsh, like let's critique this movie, and now we've seen fifty. So and we're, we're like that movie was shit. Don't watch it. It's like hip. that movie was good. It's in between nine and. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving more towards like just tiers of movies rather than strict ratings. Yeah, I feel like my scores are becoming binary over time as well. I'm I'm moving closer to that, but also. It's wild because we've watched fifty over fifty movies together now, and um, 
this is coming after a time period where I kind of stopped watching movies just because of, you know, life and just random stuff. Um, and watching this many movies in succession, for me at least, has kind of reevaluated what I think about them. <laughs> Especially watching like 30 bad ones. And, like, we've watched so many bad movies, which I've never done in my life. Um, it's making it makes you appreciate, I think, good movies, which is weird. I didn't expect that. Um, but speaking of good and bad movies, we have we have embarked and returned to port. I don't know the metaphor. Uh, we're, we're oh Keanu's kitchen. Fuck, we didn't talk about Keanu's kitchen that much. Um, we're, we we found the key. We found the last key. I think we need to reassociate ourselves more clearly yeah. with the mansion because th- that or we need mansion. to uh, oh man seafaring or debark from it because yeah. i mean i do yeah. love it i think it does kind of the mansion it could be a way that sets us apart but yeah i think we mentioned a couple offhand comments about the cupboards in the kitchen um we made some food puns <laughs> a couple episodes ago yeah we should have done a food version of john wick damn it we even did that in the other episode john, john phil wing fish John Javeltefish. <laughs> That's I was thinking John Wing. Like That's closer. Wing. John Wing. But uh next next week, guys, is State of the Podcast. I can't believe we're already in State of the Podcast six? Five? State of the Podcast five. Uh we finished our Keanu season, but we're 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 gonna talk about it a little more in State of the Podcast. We're gonna do our debrief. That way we we can send off Keanu right and proper, and then decide the fate of season six, our next subject. Uh, regarding our state of the podcast, I want to talk to you guys about the format. I want to get your guys' thoughts because we're we've done it we've done it like four times yeah. now. We've reevaluated every every time. I'll fly to um, L.A. and New York, and yeah. we'll fight yeah. about it. <laughs> do you guys want to want to try like doing it randomized? Like, do you want to just wheel of chaos it whole thing rather than voting? Rather than voting, and here's me my thought, and I'm I'm I would want, too, but God, wait, more meme choices. But I think. Each of us, if we just pitch two pitches each, then we just fucking spin it. We can we can just say our pitch just because of why we want to pick it, and it has it has no sway as to whether or not it's going to convince us three whether or not to yeah. vote on it. And that's a good idea. We can because I like that too because like you don't have to spend a half hour debating what we're going to vote. Yeah, we could just talk about why we're doing that and how funny and crazy it would be if it got picked, and it and it makes me feel better about pitching the one of the things I'm going to pitch. Okay. For next week, we're going to be doing State of the Podcast. We are discussing behind the scenes of how that's going to work. Because every State of the Podcast, I feel like we change some aspect. Um, this time around, I think we're going to be doing maybe we're something a little different. We're going to get wild. We're going to get crazy. I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> Jason's going to take his shirt off. And maybe see three guys get crazy on a <laughs> podcast? Probably not. And we're just going to spin the wheel. Like, Season of Chaos, I mean, we, we've done it partially with the dog season. The dog season was decided through chaos. It was. Yeah, the so, whole thing. you know, we got to be careful with what, what we're pitching, guys, because there's a real reality these can be picked. You know, if, if we're pick, pitching Transformers, you know, there's a reality we have to watch all the movies. So let's all keep that in mind. Should, uh, should I work time. on, like, my... Welcome to the Season of Chaos. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good, man. Uh, sweet. Uh, so we'll hope you guys will join us. Thank you for uh, for listening along in Keanu's kitchen. We've uh, we've enjoyed our stay. We hope you've enjoyed yours, and uh, we hope you you can you can you uh, continue to listen in with State of the Podcast. It's always a good episode. It's it's more freewheeling. Whoa, was that your was that your okay? Wait, uh, let's let's do a good take. No, I was just um saying whoa. <laughs> 
that was a good woe. That was a good woe. I, 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 maybe we should, each of us should do a good woe take just to send off Keanu. It's his iconic phrase. Whoa. Whoa. Right? Whoa. That was good. Whoa. Yo. Yeah, I think go. we all we all had a different emo- After I heard Whoa. Denali's, I had something in mind. And then, yeah. Ryan, you really brought mm-hmm. a sense of like, like heart and yeah, kind of yeah. like a stony whoa. And then I was like, Holy shit! What am I gonna do? What would uh, John Wick say when he if he says "well"? <gasps> Ooh, wabble, wabble. <laughs> Turka. Whoa! I'm thinking I'm whoa. <laughs> <laughs>